But it's so important that we understand that the cross is not just a symbol we wear on our necks. It's the instrument of death. Dying to myself. That's what Jesus Christ is calling the church to come to. To a real denial and a taking up of the cross of Jesus Christ in counting the cost to be with Christ. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's good to have you with us for Roll's continuing focus on the lifestyle of genuine discipleship. As you contemplate Jesus' instructions to his earliest followers, you'll see that being a Christian goes beyond a one-time prayer. Those who truly walk as Christ's disciples make the daily choice to surrender in faith and obedience. Today's lesson is titled, What is True Discipleship? Here's Raul Reese. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And on his way to Jerusalem, he was talking to the disciples because he knew that in a couple of weeks, he would be dead, that he would be crucified. They didn't understand it, but he knew it. So when he came to the northern part of the Galilee, which we call Caesarea Philippi, there's a huge rock there, which in old times they used to worship the god Pan, a Greek god. And there's a beautiful stream of water coming from Mount Hermon, where the snow melts and it actually comes down and just waters the beautiful northern area of the Galilee. And as Jesus stood there with his disciples, he asked a very important question to Peter. He said, Peter, who do men say that I am? And of course, Peter stood there and he thought for a moment and he said, Lord, you know, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Jeremiah. The prophets are saying you're Elijah. But then Jesus says, it doesn't really matter what anybody else is saying, but who do you say that I am? Now he turns to the personal relationship between Jesus and himself. And I guess this is what the Lord has said on my heart. Do we really have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do we know who he really is in my life? The reason I ask that is because there seems to be no real commitment in the life of the church today. And I don't mean to be negative about that. I just don't see it. And it really concerns me because maybe what is really going to draw the church in the United States together is maybe when persecution comes. When our freedoms are beginning to be taken from us. Which could be very possible. Not in a far distant place, but coming soon. And so when I read Mark's gospel, I I thought of the requirements that Jesus himself had for each person that makes himself a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I think it's important to understand what is required of each one of us in his word 
before we really want to follow Jesus Christ. Because so many times we can share with people about Christ and how you can come to be born again of the Holy Spirit and become a believer. And then how you can come to church and hear the word of God. But I believe that's good, but it's not really good enough as God has called us to really tell people the truth. That if you're going to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, it's not always going to be okay. There is going to be persecution. There is going to be suffering. You're not always going to be rich. You are going to be lacking in many things in your life. And I think that if we can present the gospel, because Jesus was not a millionaire. He doesn't really want us to lack in faith, but he wants us to trust him. And he wants our priority that the kingdom of God would be first within our lives. And I think this is what Jesus was driving to Peter. Peter, who do men say that I am? Because you can call me whatever you want, but who am I to you? Am I really the Messiah, the son of the living God? And if you confess that, Peter, do you really believe that? And I believe that if we're not taking the time in our commitment to God to really study the word of God and to really pray. And to really live like Christians. When things get tough, I don't think that many of us will make it. And Paul kind of drives that point that even though we're living here in the flesh and we have to have houses and cars and money and we have to buy and sell. Don't get secured in those things. Because you might not have them tomorrow. I guess I'm learning to really put my trust and faith more in Jesus Christ. Because I may not have nothing tomorrow. But one thing no one can ever take away from me is my experience with Christ. My commitment to Him. Which counts more than anything else in this life. To know that if I was to die today or tomorrow or next year or 20 years from now, I know where I'm going. And if I am going to run the race for the next 20 years, then I have to discipline my life. I have to be careful how I run the race. So that I'm not disqualified from the race. Because I guarantee you that Satan is an all-out war trying to disqualify you. Any way that he can in your life. And he has many plans on how to do it. But I've been praying to the Lord. And asking the Holy Spirit. That he would open our ears and our eyes. To the truth. To the truth what God intends and wants to do within your lives. Because God has so much for you. So much. And so for me, it's been kind of an adjustment in my own mind, in my own heart. Because God has blessed me. God has blessed you. God has blessed all of us with so much. And if we are so blessed, should we not give more to the Lord? For the Lord is the one that keeps us and watches over us. And the greatest thing that I see is like Peter That when the Lord spoke to him and asked that question, it was the revelation of the Holy Spirit that spoke to Peter and said, Lord, you are the Mashiach, the son of the living God. And once Peter made that confession, then the Lord was able to teach Peter, James, and John what true discipleship is. 
Look at the last verses there in chapter 8. As we look at the verses uh, 34 through 38. This is where we get our lesson. Dr. Billy Graham said this about discipleship. He says, the men who follow Christ were unique in their generation. They turned the world upside down because their hearts had been turned right side up. I like that. Has your heart been turned right side up for Jesus Christ? What is keeping you from a full commitment to Jesus Christ? Or are we in that place like that rich young ruler? They came to Jesus and when Jesus asked him to go sell everything that he had, he was checking his heart. He went away sad because of his riches. So when Jesus Christ came to that place with the disciples, the first thing that he does is he puts the call out. And this is the call in verse 834, the first part. He says, when he called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said unto them. So the people that came to Jesus were not the religious leaders, the Pharisees, Christ, or Sadducees. They were the common people, people like you and me. They came because they were frustrated. They were hungry. They were tired. They were confused. They came to a place in their life where they became searchers. They were seeking, true seekers of the truth. And so when Jesus saw the people and he saw the disciples, he actually took the opportunity to come up with that great call of God and the requirement that goes with the call of God for each one of our lives. There are three requirements here. Look at verse 34. First requirement. He said, Whosoever desires to come after me. So here is the call. It's to who? To anyone. No matter who you are. God calls you. God calls me. But as God calls, He gives the requirement how to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And the requirement is very important because He said... Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So first requirement, the call is for anyone who wants to become a learner or a disciple of Jesus Christ. And the call is what? Is for those who are searching for the truth. Understand that. Who are searching for the truth. If you're not searching for truth, you're never going to find God. You have to search for truth. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We want to equip you with biblical wisdom and support for your spiritual walk. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Raul's 12-message discipleship series on CD or an MP3 thumb drive. Here's Roll now with the conclusion of today's lesson, What is True Discipleship? So as I begin to go after Jesus Christ and search after Him, then the call that is given to me is a call to make a choice. To make a choice. And we've got to be careful that we don't make the wrong choice. But we make the right choice in choosing Jesus Christ. In choosing Christ. Because apart from Him, I cannot do anything apart from Him. I understand that and I know it. 
This is why in that call of God to the disciples and to you and to me, it's not only the call to deny yourself, but it's also the word deny means to leave everything behind, deny self. Don't use so much the capital word I and my and mine. We need to learn to, to humble ourselves before the Lord. We need to come to that place within our lives that we are truly denying like Jesus. He denied himself not only as God to become man, but to what? To die on the cross so that you and I can become righteous. Giving my life. You giving your life for someone. That's important. We cannot be covetous. We cannot be self-willed. We have to be givers of ourselves. Not only to God, but to other people. And that can only come, of course, through the love of Jesus Christ. But with the call of God to making a choice, there's a second thing. And that is, you have to count the cost. There's a price to be paid to follow Jesus Christ. There's a price to be paid. And that's why Jesus, in this great sermon that he gave to these people, and the great call of God, and the great cost is this, that you have to pick up your own cross. You have to pick up your cross. Now, for us as Americans and Westerners, we really don't understand the symbol of the cross, because in that Eastern culture, the cross stood for death. It was invented by the Persians, adapted by the Romans. But whenever a person was crucified, he was never a righteous man. It was always a criminal or a murderer. And it was one of the most shameful deaths and painful deaths that anyone can go through. And that is to be crucified. Because the person that was to be crucified, first of all, he was scorched, and then he was hung on this cross as the nails were put through his hands and his feet. But at the same time, when his feet were actually put on the stalks, there was actually like a, a woodstock that he could push himself up to breathe. But the moment that person being crucified would come to the end of his death, because it was a slow process, the Romans would come by and they would break the kneecap. That would actually create the person... To not only collapse at the knees, but his whole body would become now total weight. And the chest would cave in. And he would actually die by suffocation as he would drown under his own blood. That's why when they came to Jesus, they never broke one of his bones. Because it was prophetical. The other two thieves, yes. He died. He said, my spirit, I tell you now, you can depart. And he departed. But it's so important that we understand that the cross is not just a symbol we wear on our necks. It's the instrument of death. Dying to myself. To my attitudes, to my needs. To my selfishness. That's what Jesus Christ is calling the church to come to. To a real denial and a taking up of the cross of Jesus Christ. In counting the cost to be with Christ. And I think that's for the whole church of Jesus Christ. 
Once you make the choice and you count the cost, then the true commitment is made. And that's what? Now I begin to follow Jesus Christ. Follow me. And that is not just on Sunday mornings, but we follow him daily. Every day of our lives, we're following the Lord. Whatever he wants to do, Lord, it's your will, not my will. Whatever you want to do, Lord, I will do it. But think about this for a moment. The choice is made. We count the costs. We make the commitment. But think how many people really think logically and theologically as the warning given to the disciples by Jesus Christ, the same warning that is given to us today in verses 35 to 38. Check this out. He said, here's the warning. First of all is what? Beware of the choices that you make. Why? Because they will affect you eternally. Verse 35. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. Think of all the people that are saving their lives now. And what are they? Lost eternally. People that are not committed to Jesus Christ. People that are building their kingdom now. That are not willing to deny, to take up the cross and to follow Jesus Christ. People that do not even believe that Jesus is coming again. They're getting very comfortable. They're building and buying and selling and and getting themselves set up for the future. Which the future will be drastic for them. But for us that are believers, we don't really fit this category. I hope not. Because I am not saving my life right now. I want to lose it for Him. Watch what He says in the next paragraph. He says, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel sake, He says what? He will save it. If you totally commit your life to Jesus Christ, let me tell you something, you are going to save it in the time to come. But if not, you're going to lose it. Eternally. He's talking about hell and heaven. He's talking about eternity. He's actually saying those that save their life now, they have all the enjoyments of life and they're happy, they think, but one day they're going to die and then the real judgment will come. And the separation will come. And if they were not true disciples of Jesus Christ, they're going to say, well, Lord, Lord, I cast out devils in your name. I prophesied in your name. I did miracles and wonders. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. You might have known me, but I do not know you. Depart from me, you evil servant of iniquity. And they will be thrown into the lake of fire. Totally separated from God. And these people in the scriptures are people that actually knew the Bible. And they knew about Jesus. Totally separated. They didn't count the cost to follow Jesus Christ. Secondly, we have to beware also of our choices we make. Why? Because there is a great price to be paid. It's not a price physically. Or emotionally. It's a price spiritually. That has to be paid. Look what he says in verse 36. He says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Hey, talk to any millionaire. Ask him if they're happy. They're not. Unless they know the Lord. And they're really giving people. 
Most people that have a lot of things in life, material things, are the most emptiest people in the whole world. Miserable. Never satisfied. They're coveting all the time something new to satisfy their flesh desires. But how awesome it is when you come to Jesus Christ and He begins to satisfy your needs. And He begins to show you that the spiritual is more important than the physical and the material. Because He said, For what profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Hey, what is your price today? Judas was $20 to betray the Lord. Are you willing to throw out all eternity for a woman, for a man? Cheating, lying, doing all those things that are scheming. And not to stand in the truth of Jesus Christ. And to really deny yourself and to take up your cross and follow Jesus Christ. Is it all worth it at the end when you're old and you're in a convalescent home. And there's nobody that really comes to see you. But you're all alone. And now death is approaching. Do you have the peace of God to meet your creator? That's what's going to count. At the end of all things. What is your soul worth? How much? Money will you sell your soul for? I hope that all of us here today would not sell out cheap. But that we would stand in the truth of God by His Holy Spirit. Why? Because the second part is this. The judgment of God is coming soon. We're going to have to stand in the presence of God. In verse 38, he tells you exactly what's going to happen. He says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him, the Son of Man, Jesus, also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. There's the key. That there is a day of selling accounts one day. You may get away with it now, but there is a day coming where you're going to have to give an account of your life, of your stewardship, of everything God has given to you. Everything God has given to you. So what really counts is what you do for Him as you commit your life to Him. To be in obedient, to be in faithful, to be in not only Grasping the love of Jesus Christ within your heart by being humble, by surrendering all to Jesus, and finally, by bearing up your own cross for Jesus Christ and saying, you know what, no matter what the cost may be, I am going to carry my cross until the day that Jesus comes for me. That's the end of all. May God give us a desire not to sell out to be committed to Jesus Christ completely. Well, we hope your spiritual walk has been re-energized today as we've pondered Christ's courageous commitment to God's will on His final journey into Jerusalem. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. 
If you'd like to hear today's program in its entirety, a complete copy is available for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's lesson, What is True Discipleship? To support you in following Jesus on the path of humble obedience, we'd like to equip you with Rawls' entire discipleship series. Available on either CD or an MP3 flash drive, this 12-lesson study outlines more of what it looks like to surrender each day to the Lord and watch Him work in and through you for His glory. To order Rawls' 12-part discipleship series, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you the CD collection for a gift of $23 or the USB drive for $18. Our number once again is 800-634-9165. If you'd like to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. And be sure to tap into our many free resources. Download our app to access digital Bible studies, live-streamed teaching, and more. You'll also find podcasts of all of these programs using Spotify and iTunes. If you have Bible questions or prayer requests that you'd like Rawl to respond to personally, his email address is pastorrawl at somebodylovesyou.com. And you can join Rawl on his YouTube channel as well. His Straight Talk program streams every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. This ministry is listener-supported, and we thank you for your partnership. You're a great blessing to us, and every contribution is tax-deductible. Tune in next time for our continuing study of true discipleship. You'll see that as you lay the groundwork for a God-honoring new year, it's crucial that you establish your goals and set your priorities to point others to Jesus. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.